Welcome to the GeoLearning Podcast Series, a conversation with experts at GeoLearning. Outsmart, outmaneuver, outperform with GeoLearning. I'm Craig Olson, Director of Marketing at GeoLearning, and today I'm with J.R. Weimer, who's Senior Product Specialist at GeoLearning. Thanks for being with us today, JR. Sure, absolutely. My pleasure. Maybe we should start with some analysis of why mobile learning is so hot right now. Can it be traced to the growth of the mobile device industry and the unwired nature of society? Yeah, I, I mean, I certainly think so. The The growth of mobile devices, smartphones, and, and other type of devices like netbooks, and, you know, certainly the, the iPad over the last couple of months having, you know, 3 million plus sold in the first 30 days. Just there's tremendous growth there. There's a, a ton of, of innovation in what mobile device, you know, hardware and software people are, are doing. It's uh, certainly been uh, interesting to watch and certainly you see the trend uh, increasing over time. It's just a completely different experience than what you'd see on, you know, a desktop or laptop type of, of computer. Uh, it's much more personal, in fact. I think some of the research has shown that people have a, a personal attachment to a lot of these devices in a, a lot of cases, and I think that kind of relationship between experience and, and person and being able to have more information available at, at your fingertips, being more connected to your friends, your social network in uh, in ways that we haven't seen in the, the past, just the growth of mail to email and now kind of the instant communication stuff with email and Twitter and certainly text messaging and, and SMS. It's just been uh, kind of just very impressive, the growth of that, very interesting to watch, and certainly I'm kind of wondering, you know, personally how that's going to change how I work over the next couple of years, how I communicate to people, uh, still uh, just kind of a, an interesting and emerging trend to watch over time. Now, I know you just returned from one of the leading mobile conferences for the learning and training industry uh, where you demoed geomobility. Can you tell listeners about the geomobility solution? It's a couple of different concepts. In our system, in our in our platform natively, there's support for you know, the netbook and, and iPad type of, of devices where it's a bit more browser-driven. You're connected in a mobile way through cell networks, through Wi-Fi for those devices, and it allows the LMS to be rendered you know, appropriately on the screen size. It allows it to fit to those windows natively. That's just a part of our, our platform and a part of the, the geolearning mobility solution. Kind of jumps over a, a bit of a canyon a bit when you get to the, the smartphone and, and kind of more mobile handheld type of devices. I'll, I'll point out, you know, the iPhone, uh, the Google Android platform, and, and certainly Palm and the, the WebOS platform that exists there. When we get to, to those devices, it's more about delivering content and courseware, delivering mobile optimized content to those devices. And, and doing it actually in a, in an offline way, where you're able to download that media, download that content, that courseware, that mobile content to the device natively. So whether you're mobile connected or not, it's just completely accessible to you at all times and, and more readily available. So a broad you know number of different concepts, a broad number of different solutions, depending on the market and industry, and certainly depending on the device on, on how we communicate training and information and, and things from the LMS in that way. So how are mobile learning solutions like geomobility, how are they being used? Still kind of emerging, certainly, but I think two trends are, are starting to bubble up to the surface. One is more initiative-based type of things where we're using these mobile devices and, again, that constant accessibility that mobile devices present to really extend the reach and extend the impact of some of the existing training programs that we have. So not doing mobile learning as a standalone function looking at it as a way to complement formal training, classroom training, looking at it as an extension of e-learning and 
on-the-job type of activities, even webcasts, so that after you go through you know, an hour-long training session, you've got something on your handheld device that's a bit more reinforcing. It can help to just, again, increase that reach, increase that impact of that training over time so that the information is more re readily available to people. Uh, the other trend is when you get to kind of the extended enterprise side, when you get to customer and, and channel enablement. There it's more about you know quick knowledge, two-minute kind of educational entertainment, kind of almost, you know, I wouldn't say infomercial, but certainly more of an advertising type of slant to it where you're talking about new product. You're talking about seasonal things, things that are happening in the business, uh, you know, kind of much more timely, relevant information. And again, those mobile devices being constantly available, using that as a way to get the most up-to-date information and communication out to people in, in an effective manner. So certainly there's other trends that, that certainly mobile learning can develop, but I, I think those two are, are kind of, again, bubbling to the surface. They're emerging to the top as things where we're providing some immediate value and wins. So both on the employee development side, but also that, uh, that extended enterprise side, that customer enablement kind of concept too. It seems like there's a lot of areas where mobile learning would be beneficial because practically everyone owns a mobile device these days. It's getting close to it, yeah, certainly. What should someone who's investigating a mobile solution, what should they be looking at? I, th I think the most important lesson and, and one of the more important takeaways from that mobile learning conference was, you know, I'll summarize it as, as know thyself. You know, n understand your culture, understand your people, and try to, you know, figure out, is, is this going to have applicability? Is this going to actually provide business value? So getting an understanding of what are the devices that people are using, and culturally, do we think a device like a, a handheld, like an iPhone, would be good for delivering information, or does it make more sense to look at a, a netbook where you can do things with, with plugins and it can be more immersive, and maybe you've got a lot of content already made where an inexpensive device like that that allows for different inputs to be done, I don't want to disregard it. You know, I've got personal feelings on smartphones that I certainly love and evangelize, but uh, I think it's important for organizations to just understand their, their ecosystem you know, and potentially survey their audience to try and ask them, what, what is mobile? You know, is it a laptop? Is, is that definable as something that is mobile because I constantly have it with me when I'm working and I take it on a plane? Does it get to phones? Does it get to iPads? Do we see growth there? So try and, and, and get a, a longer-term vision of the company. You know, take out time, take out budget. What you know, without those constraints, what would you want mobile to be? And start to look at ways of, of dipping your toe in the water, testing things out, and certainly using the, the geolearning mobility solution as an easy way to do that because it ties natively to the LMS. Uh, I think that's one of the, the trends that we're seeing and certainly an, an area where uh, a lot of the potential can be expanded on. What it sounds like is that we're just really discovering the potential of mobile learning. Certainly. I mean, there's it's it's definitely an emerging thing. There's and, and, and there's no real answers yet. Uh, there's a lot of big questions that still are, are out there. Uh, Flash versus HTML5. Uh, I think only Steve Jobs knows what's going to happen on, on Apple specifically with, with Flash and, and how that's going to relate. There's, there's no mobile standards that exist between carriers, between hardware, between software. So certainly that's going to just create a lot of diverse opportunities, but certainly challenges on both the vendor side and, and on the customer side to be able to, to match those up and, and meet those. And some of those decisions and, again, the innovation that happens in this industry constantly changing, new phones always coming out, new operating systems getting updated every year with new capabilities, you know, video chats now, the new thing where Apple's trying to make that go mainstream. Again, there's just a lot that's going to happen over the next couple of years. And I, I think the fact that we're starting with a, a flexible approach 
on both the netbook and iPad side and also these smartphones and ability to, to expand and grow into that as customers demanded is uh, going to be a strength for us. Can you mention any early trends that you're seeing in the mobile learning space? One big one is the shift from training to information. Uh, again, we're getting into the semantics, what is learning, what is training, what is communication. That can all get kind of gray, but I think the important takeaway is that organizations who are developing media and developing training, I think you need to think less like a trainer and more like a marketer, more like an advertiser. You need to think about, you know, I've got two minutes, I've got five minutes maybe at the most where someone's going to access this mobile learning. How can I get them to retain this information? How can I reach them? How can they remember that information? So using the, the spatial effect, using the idea of knowledge decay, again, with those formal training programs that you may have, how can mobile learning help facilitate some of those things and, and make the information, make the communication more timely and, and relevant? So I, I think that's a just kind of an overarching trend that we're seeing now in that it requires customers to think about how they they push this information out. There's a term I've heard, shovelware, where it's, hey, we've got e-learning on the computer experience. Let's just shovel that onto a, a four-inch mobile screen. I don't think that works. I, I think the context is is really more important than, than the content itself in a lot of cases. So how can we get the content in the right context on these mobile devices? And it may mean a rethought on how you, you build content. You know, doing classroom training is fundamentally different than doing computer-based training and e-learning. I think the same shift. There's a fundamental difference in how you present information on a computer in e-learning way than you do on a mobile device. So I think as customers start to understand that, again, this kind of being a new thing, I think it'll be interesting to, to start to see some trends and, and takeaways and just have some, some real solid data to, to back up some of these things that we kind of have some anecdotal kind of feedback on now. If we get into the nuts and bolts of the solution, what are some of the features that are important for mobile learning? I think one is is a, a, a tie to uh, an LMS. Uh, if you are just pushing out this information and you have no idea of if, if it's being used, if people are retaining the information, if it's being you know completed, although completion may not make sense if they're at least accessing and utilizing the information, I think you have to have a good understanding of, of if that's happening or not. So whether it's a, an LMS or not, you know, certainly, you know, it's tied to our LMS, so there's value there. But I, I think it, an important thing is to be able to, to understand what people are using so you have a comparative analysis. How is mobile learning comparing to classroom training compared to e-learning? What's a better mechanism to do this type of training so that you can better evaluate what things are, are occurring over time? I think another big thing is just a good experience. I mean, if I'm going to have the option of accessing this from a computer or accessing it from my, my phone. If the phone experience isn't good, I'm going to disregard that. I'm going to never come back, and I'm just going to say from now on, I'm going to do everything on the, the computer. So having an experience that, that makes sense for the user, that's simple, that's quick, that kind of fits that mobile idea is going to be extremely important because systems are going to have those options that are presented. Uh, lastly, I think offline is important personally to me. You know, I spend a lot of my time on the road traveling. You know, I am on a plane. Uh, a couple of my friends take the BART into to San Francisco to, to work, or they take the, you know, the subway into New York City where the cell phone comes in, comes out. Certain carriers, you know, in certain cities, if there's a lot of traffic, you can't get a guaranteed experience. 
So I think in the ability to download this content for, for an offline play, that that's native to these smartphone applications that we have, I, I think that's extremely important. And I, I don't want to disregard that as, uh, as something that, uh, that doesn't have any value. I think that's, that's critical. Now, JR, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of information out there about this yet because it is so new. But where would you recommend people go for some more information? We're seeing some, some of the analysts start to, to ask the questions of, of, of vendors as a whole and you know, what is their, their strategy. So I, I think some of the things that you'll see from the, the foresters and others out there are going to provide some, some good information. Uh, there is, again, little out there from just uh, you know a, an academic. There's a lot of academic research that's out there and, and trends that people are seeing on, again, these devices and what operating system has the biggest growth, what's the web trend we're seeing, and how people are using the browser on, on these devices and other things. So some of that's out there in just general research. But on the mobile learning side, to be honest, there's little. So I think this is an area where geolearning can immediately start to excel and providing some of that research, providing some of that information based on the, the solutions that our customers have in place. And then the other would be just an opportunity to, to talk with us and discuss it. You know, certainly, you know, email me directly. This is something that I, I love to, to talk about, obviously, as, as you can tell. So if there's someone who just wants to, you know, probe and ask some, some questions or they have some ideas and they just want to, you know, pick brains and kind of throw spaghetti on the wall, those are, those are fun discussions to have, and I think we would certainly welcome that. How about we throw out your email address then? Yeah, certainly. That's fine. Uh, my email address is jrw at geolearning.com. Again, I do travel quite frequently, so I, I can't be always readily accessible, but you know, I do have email on my mobile phone, so that's not an excuse. So if you want to uh, send me a message and uh, get in those discussions, uh, definitely would welcome that. JR, this has been exceptional information. Thanks for being with us on the Geolearning Podcast You bet, anytime. Today. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's Geolearning Podcast. For more information about Geolearning or information about this podcast, email info at geolearning.com. Outsmart. Outmaneuver. Outperform. We can show you how.